In uncertain days, it is important to remember that our world is getting ready to meet God. We are all getting ready to meet Him. The King is coming. Today, we join Scott Pauley in walking through the final book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. There is a world of difference between having a reputation with men and having a testimony with God. You see, there is in all of our lives the person that we think we are, then there's the person that others think we are, and then, then there's the person that God knows we are. We've come today to Revelation chapter 3 to the church at Sardis, and Sardis had quite a reputation among men, and yet God who searches the hearts, God who looks beneath the surface, God who knows everything said something is woefully lacking. Revelation chapter 3 verse 1, he writes, And unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, I know thy works, that thou hast a name that thou livest and art dead. Do you see the great contrast here between what they portrayed, what others perceived of them, and what God actually knew as reality? They had a name, a name that they were alive. Uh, they, they were full of life, and yet God said, I know better. You're dead. It's like the Lord saying to those Pharisees, outwardly you're whited sepulchers, but inwardly you're full of dead men's bones. And the Lord Jesus, of course, is the one here who has the seven spirits of God. That means He knows everything and is everywhere. He holds the seven stars. That means He knows the pastors perfectly. And again, He repeats this emphasis, I know thy works. He goes on in verse 2 to say, Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Do you hear a repeated refrain in this letter to the church at Sardis? It is this emphasis, this idea of the name. In verse number 1, he said, you have a name. In verse number 4, he says, there are a few names that have not defiled themselves, and in verse number 5, he said, Those who overcome, I'll not blot out their name. Instead, I'll confess their name. Now, let's consider the, the name, the real testimony of this church. No, no, let's, let's do more than that. Let's make it more personal. Let's consider our name today. Let's consider your testimony. What does God know about you? What does the Lord who knows everything know about me? The Bible says a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. But may I say to you, the greatest name you can have is not simply a good name with men. It is rather a good name with God. Isn't that the only one that matters in the end? You see, He's the one we're going to stand before someday. He's the one we're going to give an account of our lives to. So in a sense, who cares that everybody thinks you've got it all together if the Lord knows on the inside Everything is falling apart. 
Let's look at these three occasions where he mentions the name. First of all, in verse number 1, he says, Thou hast a name that thou livest and art dead. So first of all, there's the name that others know you by. You know, in our Instagram society, in our filtered world, in our made-for-social-media uh, generation, we have gotten pretty good at putting on appearances. But I want you to know that though man looks on the outward appearance, the Lord still looks on the heart. And so, while it is important to have a good testimony among men, it never starts there. No, no, the Christian walk doesn't start on the outside and eventually work its way in. It, it has to begin on the inside and work its way out. Out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And so we should never begin with the name that others know us by. Instead, we must realize that being a true follower of Jesus Christ is more than simply bearing His name. It's not enough to say you're a Christian. Instead, you must truly be a Christ follower. And then in verse number 4, he says, Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments. So, first of all, there's the name that everybody knew them by, and then there are the names that God knew. Who are these names? These were the remnant believers. This is very encouraging to me that in the most defiled places and in the most dead churches, there's still a remnant. God always has a people. Romans chapter number 11 says that even now also, at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. God always has a people. I know Elijah thought he was the only one who would not bowed the knee, but there were 7,000. And when Paul came to the city of Corinth, God had to say to him, I have much people in this city. The Lord always has a remnant. And I love the fact that God knew them by name. Now, they were few, but there were a few names, even in Sardis, that had not defiled their garments. And God specifically speaks to this remnant. He encourages them in verse 2 to be watchful. Oh, we need the remnant to be watchful today. To strengthen the things that remain. In other words, don't lose what you have. That seems to be a repeated emphasis in all of these churches. It's so easy to let things slip away, isn't it? It's so easy to, to give up the ground that God has helped you to gain already. In verse 3, he says again, remember. Oh, repeatedly to these churches, it is remember, remember, remember. How forgetful we are. We forget God's goodness and we forget God's holiness. And we forget our purpose. God says, Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. Again, this idea of repentance. Remnant Christians at this moment need to repent and lead others to do the same. Who cares that everybody thinks we, we're doing well? What does the Lord say? Let's put our lives and our labors on the Lord's scale. Let's ask the Lord, Lord, what do you think of this? Remember, it's the Lord that searches the heart, that tries the thoughts. Oh, dear God, show us our great need at this moment. And then there's a third occasion where he references their name. In verse number 1, it was the name they were known by among men. In verse 4, it was the names that he knew as remnant believers. And in verse 5, it is this wonderful name in eternity. This is, this is uh, challenging to me. Forget what people think of your name today. When it comes to the judgment seat, uh, will your name be associated with the best things, with things that matter? Uh, will your name be associated with that which brings God eternal glory? He says in verse 5, He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment. That's the victor's raiment, you see. 
And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Do you remember back in the gospel records, the Lord Jesus told his disciples that if you're ashamed of me, if you're ashamed of my name, I'll be ashamed of your name. But if you are willing to identify with my name now, then I'll confess your name then. Well, it's really a repetition of that same principle. It's a differentiation, a great division between true believers and those who simply had the name but did not have the nature. Those who are professors but not possessors. May I ask, are you truly a follower of Jesus Christ? Are you a believer? Do you know that your sins have been forgiven? Is Jesus Christ your Savior? Then if He is, I want you to know, your name is in the book of life and will not be blotted out. And someday He's going to confess your name before the Father. We end today where the Lord ends with all of these churches. In verse number 6, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. I would say to you today, be more concerned with Christ's name than your name. And be more concerned with what the Lord thinks of your name than what everyone else thinks. The purpose of all Scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events, but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauley continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home, and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at enjoyingthejourney.org, and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.